everyone. Welcome back to the Just Justine Time podcast with your host, Justine or KittyCat23, depending where you know me. How is your wonderful day going? Is it going good, bad, Well, no matter what, I hope you're getting through it. Welcome back. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying the Christmas holidays. I have a guest with me today. Um, Say hello. (laughs) Hi, how you doing? Uh, Hello. Um, This is Robert, right? Yes, yes. Yes, all right. This is Robert, um, and he has his own podcast, and if, if you'd like, you go ahead and talk about what you do and why you're here and all that. So yeah, I do have my own podcast. It's called This Seat's Taken. You can find it anywhere on podcasts or streaming. Um, it's essentially about movies, basically. All it is is a movie review podcast about new movies, streaming movies, older movies, um, and how it works. Like I have a guest on every single week, um, and I have the guest pick a movie too, so we talk about all different kinds of movies um, from the 80s, 90s, to current. I, I just love movies, honestly, and it's just a good way to have a good conversation with somebody, I feel like. Yeah, um, and I know I'm pretty sure that um, I'm going to be on your podcast, and so that will be released, I think, a week before this episode goes out. So go check out that episode. Yeah, so by the time this comes out, you should be on. Um, we're going to be checking out the new Avatar movie together, so that's really exciting. I, I am excited for it. I've been waiting, you know, 10 years for yeah. it. <laughs> so it'll be very exciting. So I guess the first thing I would like to say is what um, what brings you on to the podcast? What kind of mental disorders do you want to talk about? Um, and was there any struggles um, that you had growing up? Um, yeah, so I'm, ex- well, first of all, I'm a big fan of your podcast so far. I'm really fascinated what you've been talking about so far. And um, thank you. I was really intrigued by the uh, depression episode you had too because like um i think that's something most audience member can um at least relate to in one way or another like i see you have one of like addiction so it is a big topic but like i feel like depression is more a little bit more um can touch a lot more people's lives and um because i've certainly gone through it before and um whether it's like severe depression or just minor depression or even seasonal depression like you mentioned me on your other podcast episode um it is real and um yeah i feel like i've gone through that pretty hard yeah um were you ever diagnosed with anything or you just like you knew you had depression (laughs) um I always felt you know like like sadness and stuff like that but I really didn't know exactly what it was until I talked to um other friends who went through and they were diagnosed and they I tell them all my like how I've been feeling and stuff like that and it was just like um like a slap of reality like oh maybe I am depressed and then you know you look into like um uh professional help and like um I think one of the biggest things people don't realize how it's easier than you think it is to find seek professional help like uh, and get a diagnosis exactly how you can tackle it um so yeah i went through all of that and um it was uh heady here too because like you talked about in your old, old episode um i would i would call it it wasn't major because it wasn't that long honestly it was more i it wasn't i have it go ahead oh sorry so i'm so sorry for no, interrupting you're, you're I, 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 i'm bad at that um basically um, I have major depression, unipolar depression, um, persistent and chronic. So are you saying that you had, um, I assume major depression, but it came on in like waves? Or yes. What were you trying to yes. Explain? At first, like I thought maybe it had been seasonal, but like once like summertime came around and it was still feeling that way. I was like, ah, this, sh- this should not be happening like this. <laughs> I should not be sad. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I get that. Um, what did you like experience? Like what was the moment that made you be like, hmm. Maybe I do have depression. So, like I said, I always, like, in high school and all that, too, like, I felt like, um, I always felt, like, more sadder than I thought, but, like, I, I always thought, like, everyone felt this way. Like, I thought this was normal, almost. I thought, like, um, no one else was really complaining about it, so I shouldn't complain about anything either, so I just, you know, like, just dealt with it, and then it wasn't until, like, um, several years later, like, um, until 2020, right when the pandemic hit, and, um, which is the time where a lot of people's, um, depression started, I feel like, um, I, I realized, like, you know, you're, it's locked down. You can't go out as much as you can. You can't see as much people as you want. And there was a point in time where I was going to work and, um, I, I just was not happy at all. Like I always remember driving home and, um, I remember all I felt was like numb. My whole body was numb. Like I, I would like, I could see why people like maybe try to hurt themselves. Like when they're, um, depressed because just to get the sense of like feeling like, guys, I legit didn't feel anything in my body. Like, uh, I, it was, it was pretty terrifying. And that was like the wake up moment. Like, oh wait, if I'm thinking about, you know, hurting myself, like this, this is definitely not good. 
And people, um, what you're kind of describing right there is um, tunnel vision is what a lot of people like to call it or numbness, like how you say your whole body is numb. Mm-hmm. Um, just to put it in perspective, I'm glad you like had a like eureka moment and was like, oh, I need to go get help because um, what usually happens is what you were talking about is like people can become suicidal and stuff. It's basically there's this thing called tunnel vision that happens when you're really depressed. Um, I don't know if you've ever felt it because I, I don't know if you've ever attempted or anything. We don't have to get into it if right. you don't want to. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I know I've never attempted or anything like that. I just don't, I don't feel bad about not saying that. Um, it is something like, it, like that moment was right there. I was like, let me stop myself right now. And that was probably the lowest point in my life because like as soon as I realized that, like how I felt, I never felt that low again before because like I immediately went to go talk to somebody who went through the same thing. And, um, you know, I, I, I did my part in trying to find the right steps to take. Um, so I never got that far. Mm -hmm. So it's good that you caught on um, right away because a lot of people kind of, you know, push it away and are like, it's not that bad. And then until it gets really bad. So that's that's pretty good that um, I'm glad you got the help that you did. Um, I guess my next question, which kind of goes on, um, or I guess you can add on to it, is did you feel any different in the time that you were depressed? Like, um, or actually here, here's a better question. What, like, how long did you think you were depressed for? From, like, what ages? Um, probably, like, you know, teenager, like, maybe, like, 15 until, like, um... Teenager. And this was, maybe like, two years ago, like, well, it was 2020, so, like, maybe, like, 25, so, well, 10 years, honestly. Like, it got worse as you got older, but then, like I said, once I realized, like, I don't think everyone's feeling this way. Like, I think it's just <laughs> me, and not don't mean, like, you know, there's people going the same thing as me, but, uh, I mean, like... I, this I know this shouldn't be normal, like me feeling this sad, and it's getting worse and worse. And like I said, I think the pandemic being locked down was like the Kickstarter for like to it really feel horrible for me. Okay, so what you're saying is that you kind of dealt with like moderate depression, like where you thought it was sadness, but then when COVID hit, it like really hammered it down. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, for me, um, in lockdown, I actually developed social anxiety mm-hmm. because of being in lockdown for so long. Um, it's funny because I can talk with, with you at ease over, um, a camera and over voice chat, but if I met you in real life, I would crumple and, like, I would sweat and, like, not be able to hold a conversation for more than, like, five minutes. So, I, I get where you're coming from with the isolation and depression and all that stuff, and I assume with your depression, um, with lockdown, it was also because, like, you couldn't see anyone and you're just locked up in your bedroom, right? Uh, exactly, yeah, um. Not that I was like, I could still go to a friend's house and stuff like that. But, you know, my, a lot of my friends have kids now. And you try to be extra careful during that time. Um, so it was like really restricted just to your home almost. And uh, yeah, you can call and FaceTime people. It's not n- nowhere near the same. Um, not the same. Yeah. So just exactly that, like just staying home, not having like physical contact with somebody or even be able to see somebody in person like that definitely got to me. Hmm. Um, during the time that you had like major depression, did you, what felt different? Like, was there any physical symptoms? Was there any, like, I know you say you feel sad and you felt numb, right. but like, do you, do you remember times where it was like hard, I guess? I don't know. Um, well, a lot of it, like, um, and I could, I probably put this together later. Like, um, like I was like a lot of stress attitude. Cause I remember like my hair was thinning off for a while too. Cause every time I ran wow. my hands through my hair, like, you know, I've, I, a lot of it will come out. Um, so I was just put that you, up to stress. Was that from, was that from stress? What stressful events made like your hair start falling I, out? I still never really feel, uh, figure that out. That was like when I was going to college at the time and then I was also working full time. So it could have definitely been something about that. Um, you know, weight gain never. was, was a big, big part of it too. Like I, I probably was at my heaviest around that time too. Oh, wow. Um, I mean, it definitely seems like you were very overworked and it probably mm-hmm. you never had any, you know, me time, self-care. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it definitely does does a big toll. But yeah, go on. Um, so yeah, those are the biggest ones, like my hair loss. And then, you know, you get like um, a gaining weight and then, you know, you get headaches randomly. Um, not randomly, but like throughout the whole, not the whole day, but yeah. like I would get headaches, honestly. And then I was like, uh, maybe like this is turning more physical thing. I was like, I should definitely not be doing this you know a lot of stuff was a wake-up call for me 
Um, did you ever have any, so this is just a genuine question from me to see which kind of depression you maybe fell under. Did you ever have spurts, um, of energy where, like, you would absolutely, like, I guess mania is what I'm talking about, which you might know what I am talking about. Right, right. Did you ever experience, like, I guess, yeah, like, feelings of, like, oh, I'm better now, and then you would go for, like, a whole week or months and you'd be fine, and then it would just go back down again? Uh, yeah, I think I did have signs of that uh, just because, like, there's times where, like, okay, I want to get my life together. I'm going to start going to the gym heavy. I want to start cleaning more regularly my room around my house or my room. Um, and, and so, like, I would continue that. It was, like, a good schedule for, like, a good maybe two or three weeks. And then after that, you know, you just fall off and go back into your old routine. So it could have been definitely signs of that as well. Yeah. Um, during this time, what were the hardest things that you had to struggle with? Like, I guess when I, my question is, is like, did you find it harder to do daily things or did you just not notice in that time kind of thing? I, um, cause I, sorry, cause I know some people say, uh, that like, you know, it's hard to brush your hair. It's hard to brush your teeth when it gets really bad. In your case, it seems like it was like a mild moderate, mm -hmm. not like well, I can't assume, right? I, right. Because it does say that um, you did get pretty low um, during that, you know, the time that you felt numb and everything. But I guess, yeah, what was the hardest struggles in your day-to-day -day life that you noticed? Honestly, just after just sticking to, like, daily routines. Like, um, it went from, like, you know, washing your face to, like, uh, brushing your teeth. You know, you would skip a lot of that stuff. Because um, I, when I would go to work, I would wait till the very last second to, you know, have where I had to get up. And then I just pretty much shower real quick and get dressed not even really care about how I looked really and then just draw the work and then the entire time of my work you're not really focused on anything you're doing there like um the whole time I'm thinking about just going back home and going back into bed honestly and then going home like uh I, I drive like maybe 30 minutes from my job right now and uh, which is a long time to be in the car like yeah you can have podcasts or music playing um just to drown out some of the thoughts but like it's it's still a long drive to be by yourself and with alone with your thoughts and that was like uh, another hard hitter for it and so then uh, we, so, you go home and then, like I said, just pretty much call on the bed and then just repeat that cycle over and over again. Repeat it all over again, yeah. So it seems like you're on, like, autopilot, basically. Exactly. Just trying great... to, like, get through the days, yeah. Yeah, that was a great way to put it, yes. Yeah. Um. May I ask, what do you do for work? You don't have to say where, but, oh, like, is fine. it retail, no, customer service? No, um, it's customer service. I work at a bank. For I'm a teller at a bank. You're telling it a bang. Wow. So um, straying off from Mandela for um, a little while, what is your worst customer story? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I just want to know. Jeez. Oh, I worked at a bank. Well, this one for like three years. I worked at another one for three years. It's hard to pick. Like, because mostly people our age don't really go to banks anymore, honestly. Uh, everything's done over online. Online. Um, it is. Do you get many customers nowadays? Mm. Or is it a bunch of like older people? Older people who are retired who come in like, three times a week to make sure their money's still in the bank because <laughs> they don't have the app to look at yeah, yeah and plus they're <laughs> retired they don't really have much to do so like mm -hmm. I, I see the same people like weekly honestly and um you know there's so many stories like where they get upset because like you're dealing with people's money so of course you know it's more sensitive it's like dealing with people's food you're always gonna have somebody yeah. complaining or not happy about it so i'm sure there is a plenty like but none that specific come to my mind you don't have a specific one that's fair yeah. um because I was going to say, because, like, do you think your job is stressful? Uh, the exact okay. opposite, honestly. Like, my job is uh, ridiculous easy. And, like I said, because not a lot of people go in there. Like, I'm pretty much bored, honestly, at my job. Like, it's bored not really challenging day. at all. So, not really you feel like I'm being put to good use. And that's what um, part of the depression, depression came from, I think. I was going to say, it seems like um, you didn't have much fulfillment in your life. Like, where it's like you kind of went to work bored came home did nothing and isolation made it worse right like maybe you've like played video games and all that stuff mm -hmm. but it definitely seems like um especially with COVID and isolation and if you don't have like a fulfilling job it kind of you feel did you ever feel um feelings of like uselessness like did you ever feel like what is my point on the world or did you never feel like that uh absolutely and I still every once in a while I still feel like that honestly I'll think about that um but what honestly saved me from that honestly was my podcast honestly i, I could um it was, i was able to put my focus on that versus like you said and feeling useless um i i felt like oh i have control of this now and i could pump it out so people could like people who like the same taste as me can like it too and it, that the podcast honestly helped save me a lot mm -hmm. 
I have to say the similar thing. Um, I started, well, so I also stream, right? Mm -hmm. Like I do my podcast, but I came from Twitch, right? Right. Um, so when COVID was happening, I, I got really lonely. And cause my mom was like a really avid, like COVID is a thing. We are not going outside. Like she would wash her groceries and all of that. So I wasn't allowed to see my friends because she would have like a literal meltdown. And so, yeah, I, the first time that I started, cause I felt, cause I worked at retail. I worked at Canadian tire for about five, six years. Um, before I went into full-time content creation. And so um, I kind of felt the same as you, where you like go to work, but then I guess it's a little different because you worked at bank, I worked in retail, <laughs> where um, you would just, all day, you would get people who would complain about COVID. Oh, and yeah. that, I think, just brings everyone's mood down a lot because it's like, I'm just trying to work. Right. I, I, I'm like, I'm sorry, I have to wear a mask. It's mandated. Like, I'm not going to do that. And then like, I, I guess the certain situation I remember is someone absolutely screaming at my face and they ripped um, my mask off my face because Whoa. they thought it was a hoax. And I, like, I wasn't like a COVID like freak or anything. Like, I kind of was like, okay, like I'll wear a mask, but like, I wasn't. Right. Like, I would also be okay with not wearing a mask. You know what I mean? Right. So when she, when she did that, I kind of was just like, oh my God, people are losing their minds today. Because, I don't know, there's this whole, I guess, straying off again, um, here's a very deep question for you. Okay. Um, do you believe in fate or free will? Ooh, that and is you a know good what question. Mean? Yeah. That is a great question. Um, I would like to believe in free will, but I think everything's destined. I believe in fate. You believe in fate, but you like want to believe. That I there's want free will. to believe it's free will. Yes. <laughs> um, I guess my next question is: Are you religious in any way? No, not really. I grew up like that. Uh, we went to church, all 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 that stuff. Um, but once I got old enough to like make my own decision, but like not going, I I stopped and I never really looked back. That's interesting. You fall into the category of, um, I think it's called Amazing Air Apostle. I know you probably are like, what? <laughs> but it essentially means that, because um, I grew up in a religious background, my grandparents were Roman Catholic. I was um, an altar girl at oh, one wow. point. So I was like really religious. Um, but it, it said in psychology that if you grow up um, with parents who are religious, when you grow up, you will most likely not believe in a religion. But if you grow up um, where your parents aren't religious, um, people will tend to find religion later on in life. So it's just cool that you fall into that statistic. Yeah, that is interesting. I never really part of, mm-hmm. thought of it like that, really. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's from because like, I don't know how pushy your parents were with religion. I know my parents were super pushy, so it made me kind of like spite uh, religion. But for you, it seems like it just you grew out of it. Yeah, and you know, because like I grew out of it, and then I was like, because I I grew up Catholic, and then I, I remember waking up, like not waking up, but like thinking one time, like if I grew up like in like maybe a house or two next door, like I'd be totally different religion. Like I just like thought that was wild. Like that was predetermined for you, you know, before you were even born, probably. Yeah, and for me, I one of my turning moments was um, in grade six, I actually learned about evolution. And that's what made me be like, wait a minute, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Yeah, um, yeah I'm the and, same way. Yeah, for me, yeah, I ended up not liking religion. And it was especially because with religion, especially Catholic, you have a list of rules that you have to follow. Men, not so much. Women, you know, we have to like... You're not allowed birth control. You're not allowed sex before marriage. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed this. You're not allowed to drink. You know, all that all that um so I guess that's what made me realize for me I was like you know I don't want to live my life with a set of rules and then if I do pass it just not actually be a thing you know what I mean right so you know with the depression era I remember like I feel like I was like very angry at the world honestly most of the time like like especially other people's happiness and like I know other or not other I'm not really I wouldn't consider myself an atheist but I know atheists um and and I, I remember, like, they would just look very down at, like, people who were religious. Like, like they thought they were, like, uh, almost idiots for going to church. And I never really thought about, like, looking down at people who are religious. I just remember admiring them, honestly. Like, yeah, like, I don't really see exactly what they believe in and stuff like that. But, like, I, I looked at it from the point of view, like, you know what? At least they believe in something. At least they, like, know exactly what they want to see at the end of the tunnel. Uh, so I always was, like, almost jealous of them, uh, them at from that kind of point of view because, like, I, I feel like I never really got that like where what should i look forward to or what should um i believe in honestly 
Yeah, so it seems like, yeah, you were jealous of it. Was there a moment where, because you said you uh, grew up Catholic, was when you were depressed, did you ever, like, I guess, call to a God? Like, did you ever be like, hey, like, God, like, did you ever pray, I guess? No. To, like, want your life better, or were you just kind of spiteful of people who found religion? No. And I wouldn't even really call it spiteful, honestly. Like, I guess I was more mm -hmm. jealous, but, like, um... Jealous, yeah. I... I never really got to that point where like where I felt like I needed to pray to anybody. Um, even now, like, I still think about once in a long while going to um back to church, church and tried doing it again. But then, yeah, like you said, like then I start to think about stuff that doesn't really make sense, like like evolution and and stuff like that. And I was like, I I that's I just can't go back into it and fully believe all that stuff, you know? Right, and like it's like is it for me? Um, just because I am an open book, I'm agnostic. Mm -hmm. If you know what agnostic, yeah, because I would consider myself that as well. Yeah, where you believe that there's something, but you don't exactly know what it is. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I would definitely go back to church and everything. It just is long. But it, I don't know. I guess, I don't know what churches you went to. But for me, um, I don't know why I want the topic of religion. But <laughs> um, religion for me seems a little like, I feel like people are really judgmental in churches. And yeah. I feel like you have to hold yourself to a high standard or else, like, people will judge you if you, like, don't believe in the exact right thing. You know what I mean? Oh, I would completely agree. I would completely agree. You would agree? Because yes. I know my grandparents stopped going because, like, they they felt that it wasn't necessarily that you were worshipping someone, but you were, like, you know, paying funds to be there. And then, yeah, just getting criticized by your peers if you didn't show up one Sunday or something. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, back to depression and everything. Um, <laughs> what? Mo okay, so you can either answer this um, both ways or just one way. But what moments do you think changed your life? So growing up as a kid, what moment do you maybe think, in, if you want to get into it, in your childhood that you think now that may have been a root of depression or anything, or if there was any bad incidents? Or how did you over, or um, what moments changed your life? Well, I guess you already answered it with you had that moment in the car, right? Yeah, yeah, it was, that was a, a big one for me. Like I ride in the car right home, but like you know, like you said, I was I felt like 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 sad and like since I was like a teenager, you know, it all the pun comes back to like high school. A lot of people have like um, different experiences in high school, like some good, yes. some bad. Um, but I think mine, like, really started, like, with, you know, when you start dating around that time, like, uh, like the first girlfriend I started dating, uh, definitely took a toll on me for a few years after that, like, even after it ended, like, um... Why is that? I, well, probably because it's your first girl, and, you know, you, you catch more feelings than you probably should, because you don't really know how to really, um, manage those emotions at that time, like, you're very young, honestly, and, um, so I think just learning how to get over stuff like that, like, was a big part of my life, because, like, um it definitely helped me for future relationships. Um, but that definitely like started this around the time of like sadness. I felt like, okay. So you think your sadness started because of like your relationship? I, I yeah. totally agree. When, uh, when was your first relationship? How old were you? Around that time, like 14, 15, 14, 15. Yeah. That was my first relationship. They do say that you never uh, stop loving your first relationship, mm -hmm. even after you're in like new relationships and everything. I do say um, my first relationship, like I still like, you know, I like, I wish the best for him because like mm -hmm. I, my first relationship, I hate how, I don't know if yours was the same where it, you break up for like the stupidest reason. <laughs> and then you like think about it when you're older and you're like, you know, we could have stayed together if we weren't just young. You know oh I mean? yeah, I hundred percent agree. And like that—that's the case with that same relationship. Like if we met when we were older, had more experience underneath our belts, one thousand percent, I would believe it was—it would still be on. It would have still been a thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think that your the relationship when it ended like impacted your like self esteem and like if if it did or anything like why was it because of her? Was it because of like your self doubts? Um, or? a little bit of both, honestly. Um. Around, I had like almost zero confidence in high school, honestly. Like I didn't really break out of my shell until after high school, and I met um, some friends outside of school, like where through work and stuff like that, where I, I was still call my best friends today. Honestly, I wasn't for if it wasn't for them, I would still be like in that shell, like very shy and all that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But I definitely struggled with confidence in the in high school. I remember like uh, like sophomore year in high school, like I would try doing something like with my like try dressing nicer, or, like try and doing something with the hair, and like you know you you in high school you're just so scared to try something different for Honestly, there should be no reason at all because, like, you know, we're all humans. We're all doing the same exact thing. 
Um, but yeah, there's like a lot of anxiety and stuff like that that was wrapped around that time. Uh huh. Yeah, I um in high school I was considered the weird kid too. <laughs> so well, I was considered just weird. I was a drama <laughs> nerd, I guess. But um, yeah. what are your thoughts? Um, so did you ever go to therapy? Uh, a or couple was it like just, um, you use your friends. Uh, mostly my friends, but I did go to like a couple like um like maybe like the, the, the they do like the two free trial things um and i you know what honestly helped me was like researching a lot of it on my own like um i read so many books i read like listened to so many podcasts and um what the breakthrough moment for me like on how to like i can help solve this is like uh we're just realizing i'm not the only one out there who feels like sad like this who's not going through the exact same thing because when you are depressed like i feel like you feel like it's only happening in you and no one can really see the cloud around you, but you don't realize how many people out there are feeling the exact same thing as you. And once I realized like I'm not alone, that, that just felt more comforting for me. That exactly. Um, what did you, how do you feel about, cause you say that, um, cause I agree with you where it's like, you think that all these problems are just yourself, mm -hmm. but, um, everyone else is dealing like with their own demons type of thing. Um, so I guess my next question to you is how do you think social media or like just in general in the world? Um, cause you know how a lot of people argue that there is a lot of things that are being done with depression, anxiety, like a lot of help. Would you believe that there's a lot of help or would you disagree with it? Like help for your, like finding help for your mental state? Like, um, I, I, I guess so. Or like, just cause you say that like, once you talk to friends, um, you like got better cause you realize that, like, you know, like and everyone struggles with this. I guess my question is like, did it in the world today like does it feel like mental health is still like really like hidden and that like you can't talk about it type of thing or like do um, you think that actually, there's advertisements that help you get out of it type of thing actually not at all like i think it's it's out there like way more than you would have found it like 10 years ago i think especially after covid oh, yeah. happened there's so many links like on things that you could try like a lot of free you don't even have to go to a therapist anymore honestly you can just do it all from your laptop and do it like virtual if you need to like because that's biggest people's uh, excuses like I don't got time I don't want to go drive through this and see this person you don't even have to, you can even just email a therapist and um do it that way which is a lot more uh comforting for people because like it's like you said earlier some people have social anxiety and you can just email through where you don't have to talk face to face you don't even have to talk over the phone you can just email them and, and that's like a big help for some people too just knowing somebody's gonna listen and I know I said I talked to friends about it but I don't talk to just like any friend about it I only really talked about friends who went through depression and you know suffered it for years and um, just hearing about how they overcame it, like, or went to therapy and stuff like that. Um, so I was very picky on who I decided because I, I remember reading once, like, um, yeah, talking to friends can be very helpful. Um, but it's, it's very best to try to seek, um, professional help just because people don't really tend me to do this, but like they, they tend to listen to your story and then somehow bring it back to them. Like, like, Oh, I, like I was feeling that way when I was in third grade or something like that. And I, I did this when people who are depressed probably just need to be listened to versus like sharing someone else's experience. See, and I totally understand that. Um, I will play devil's advocate for two seconds okay. because, um, <laughs> neuro neurodivergent. Do you know what neurodivergent is? I do not. Okay. So neurodivergent, <laughs> neurodivergent, um, it essentially means it's anyone with a mental disorder or essentially people with ADHD, people with mania, um, a very like overworking brain mm -hmm. is known as neurodivergent. Also like autistic, like, you know how there's a spectrum, like how, like there's like high functioning autism and then there's like low functioning autism where, um, Cause like, I guess it's said nowadays that a lot of like people actually are on the spectrum. They just don't like realize it kind of thing. Oh, I 100% agree with that. that. I 100% okay, agree Okay, you that. agree with that. Um, so what you were saying about like, um, the friends, um, how they bring it back. Cause I know I've done it a couple of times during this podcast mm -hmm. is the argument is, is that with, uh, neurodivergent people is when a friend is trying to like relate to your story like if you're like oh i was depressed in like third grade let's say and then the person is like well i was depressed in first grade like i totally understand um it's not necessarily meant to like take it away it's i guess for a neurodivergent brain it's to make them understand what you're going through by right. putting their experience into it but yes i completely understand where that comes from because like when you're depressed or and you want to talk to someone it's like you don't want to hear someone talking about themselves because you're like you want the help right, right? exactly exactly Mm -hmm. What would you say, um, 
Okay, so if you say that, what would you say, I guess, to people watching the podcast? If you are, if you know a friend who is depressed, how would you go about talking to them? Uh, it was definitely very hard about like um, opening up to my friend. I remember like when I first started talking about it, like um, telling her how I was feeling, and because um, she's been through, like I said, be, be the same thing as well. And I remember tearing up about it because like it, it's you're very extremely vulnerable about that, honestly. But it, just doing that leap of faith, like it, it makes you so much stronger. And then once you take that leap of faith, uh, everything's just so much easier after that. Um, you can find start taught trying to find the right help you need. You can talk to people a little bit more openly, and um, it's not going to be easy when you talk to a therapist, honestly, especially the first few times. Um, but once you just like open the curtain a little bit and just show yourself just a little bit, and it gets easier as you go along, honestly. Um, you can't just you have to find the right person. I would say um, someone who's more warm and comforting that you trust um it could be a family member it could be a friend honestly um but yeah just taking a leap of faith definitely make you stronger from that point on um did you ever take any medication or you're not on it so medicate medication i was medication 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 (laughs) i remember strongly i i did not want to be on any honestly like i because i i I had such a pre-assumption about medication. Like, it's just going to make me numb the whole time. Like, maybe, like me- mellow me out almost, like uh, Xanax and stuff like that. Like, I really wanted to try to hard to do it on my own um, to do without anything like that. And um, I that, it was a consideration, like, to be on that before. But, like, I decided to go against it because I wanted to do it on my own. Like, there's no shame in doing medication at all. Um, but I, I always had that fear, like, it was going to change me afterwards. Like, I felt like I was going to be a different person, which is probably just, like, a wild assumption. Um, no, I ag- I agree with you 100%. Like, I have the exact same views on medication. <laughs> yeah. I, so, That's crazy. So, so, never, I never really, no, had, had a prescription, no. Okay. Yeah, no, um, for me, I fa- th- always thought that medication, like, you know, like with men, uh, antidepressants or anti-anxiety, they, you know, they rework your neuro- neurotransmitters and they help you have more dopamine. But in my mind, I always thought where it's like, but that's not me. Right. You're just pumping chemicals into me right. to make me feel normal, whatever you want to deem normal is. So, yeah, I had the same like fear or feeling where it's like, well, if I take these, will I even be the same person? Because like I'm altering who I am with you know chemicals exactly yes Uh, yeah so i guess um personal question did you ever dabble in any type of drugs nicotine alcohol um not really drugs uh more drinking i remember i would want to go out more often than i usually do honestly like and just get hammered as much as i could honestly like just the you know because you know when you're shy and timid and stuff like that and they have anxiety like you think alcohol is gonna like break you out of your comfort shell just so you can be more open to people but then, like, once you start right there, like, there's no stopping it. And it's just, like, a train that keeps on going. And you do find out. like, Because I remember, like, I had to take a month off of drinking just to see if I could, honestly, to help me in my mental state. Oh, wow. So you, would you say that you've struggled with alcoholism a little bit? Or just you just went out partying a lot? I was more partying. Because I never really drank at home. I never really drank by myself, honestly. But I always try to look for an excuse to, like, get somebody to come out with me and do go out, out drinking. Um, I guess we could talk about, uh, it's interesting how people find comfort in alcohol where it's like, oh, just, you know, give me this shot and I can go talk to her. You know what I mean? Or like, give me this shot and I can go, go party. Um, do you, um, I guess, would you say that alcohol is kind of used more as an excuse or more of like, uh, it's like more of an instigator, honestly, I would say. Yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Instigator. like you said, you think it's gonna give you like more what they call it, liquid liquid courage, but um, it's gonna like honestly bite you in the ass at the end, like because uh, like you said, like that's how addiction starts. Honestly, like you, you think it's gonna help you as much as you can, but then uh, you start relying on it, and that's what really messes people up. Yeah, well, I know um, some people in my life and a lot of people who have depression, they definitely, the first thing to turn to is alcohol. And it, it's interesting. What are your thoughts? So, like, I know that you were an alcohol. I assume that you drink, like, ca- like once in a while nowadays, too. Nowadays? um, Yeah, actually, honestly. Because, like, I feel like I have bad experiences while I go out. And, like, I, I would drink to the point where, like, I would vomit, which... No one wants to be around, so like I started calling it. Like I, I honestly try to go drinking like maybe once, 
every other month if I really had to. Not had to, but right. like if I wanted to. Do you think, um, so here, here's like a hot take. Do you think that alcohol is a social concept that like, do you, cause so my argument is that alcohol, I agree is just as bad as like hardcore drugs. I don't say like, I don't judge anyone oh, yeah. who drinks. Like I drink myself. Like, I drink, I freaking got drunk yesterday <laughs> for my friend's party. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is like, do you, like, you know, okay, smoking, cigarettes, how mm -hmm. in the 1960s it was deemed as good for you, right? And right. then it took 50 years for people to be like, oh, this stuff actually kills you. Do you think that's the same thing with alcohol, that it's just more socially contracted? Or do you think that alcohol is good, like, okay, like, as it is right now? Oh, no. I, that's a hard question, too, because, like, I... The right answer yes, is... the hard The right answer is, like, I mean, if you could do it responsibly and drink responsibly, like... Yeah, I have no problem with it, but like a lot of people don't know where the line is responsibly. Like maybe one or two drinks, call it a night. But like some people, like you know, it's a scary thought to be people drinking and driving. You know, there's a lot to take in consideration, and um, I I don't know. I don't even know how it would be accepted um, accepted by the the world. Honestly, there was more restrictions on alcohol either. Honestly, because that's been around longer than cigarettes. I feel like. Um, yeah, I I agree. So I I really don't know how that would be accepted, and but would I like to see that? Um, honestly no like that was more my choice to like really put myself in the bottle like i got that i chose that responsibility like to do that which i don't know yeah no. it's, it's a hard topic because like you can say the same thing about like gun control and and like you know that road versus weight you were talking about in the other episode like it, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of things you can say about the same situation well it, it's interesting because you definitely have a mature mentality on it where it's like you you admit that you were the problem right exactly and not the alcohol and a lot of people who deal with alcoholism tend to blame the alcohol and say that well no it's alcohol that's the problem when it's the same thing as what you're saying gun control it's like was well, it the gun that's the problem or is it the person that's the problem exactly right? yeah um i forgot to ask where are you from uh, i'm actually? from uh indiana in the, in the you States. yeah you are in the u.s I okay the US. so i was gonna I was going to say, your drinking um, is 21, right? Correct. Yeah, because here in Canada, where I am, um, 18 is the minimum drinking. See, I, I, I'm sure, like, if I was 17, that sounds awesome. But, like, as, like, a, I'm 26 now. But, like, I, I remember I was so irresponsible when I was 21. So, I can only imagine how I would have been as an 18-year-old. Well, and that's the thing. That's why the joke is that Canadians like go crazy with alcohol because <laughs> we get exposed to it too, so early. But I guess um, a question is, do you think that the alcohol age limit is a good age limit for where you're at? Or do you think it should be altered? Like, what are your thoughts on that uh, as a whole? You know, there's so many different takes on it. Like one, like mm -hmm. it, it's wild to me. Like you can go like join the army and like um, purchase guns and, uh, and all this other stuff you can do at 18, but you can't have a drink at the bar. But at the same time, like, you're still, like, 21. That's still very young. That's, like, a teenage mind almost still. And, like, and to throw alcohol in that mix, that could be dangerous. But, like, that is a hard topic, too. Yeah. Um, well, the brain doesn't fully develop until 25. So the argument, like, a lot of people are trying to make is to raise the drinking alcohol, the drinking limit to 25. But even I argue that where if even, even us Canadians um, talking about how 21 is the legal limit, mm -hmm. we even think that's too old. Because I guess my argument to it is that if you do raise it to 25, let's just say to save your brain, there's going to be teenagers who are not going to like that at all. And they're just going to drink earlier. Absolutely. It's later, right? And then I guess... Um, it, it, with it being here as 18, I never felt the need to drink. Like I went to high school parties and stuff, but mm -hmm. it, I guess since it was so such a young age limit, um, it kind of, what's the right word? Like thin the lines mm -hmm. because you see a lot of 16, 17 year olds here already drink because well, in one year you can drink anyway. Right. Right. Yeah. Because I think 18 is way too young for yeah. alcohol, but I, I also agree that you when you're 14 15 you're gonna try alcohol right exactly like if they raise it to 25 here um i don't think it's gonna cause anything more, more problems like people are just gonna sneak in and get in trouble that way so i feel like yeah. our, like not that i would consider it a crime but our crime rates will go up just because of that alone i feel like oh of course and then it's so interesting because like a lot of people like to argue like you know actually what are your uh, i don't know if your state has legal marijuana or not 
Uh, no, but know. we are surrounded by them. So like, uh, really? Yeah, I live maybe like less than thirty minutes away from the border. So I mean, it's not that hard to get it if you really wanted to. So it's still illegal where you are. That's interesting. How do you? How did you feel when um, the states made weed legal or Canada oh, or whatever made it? Legal? I'm for it. I'm I'm for it being legal. Like it's helped a lot of people honestly more than hurt. I think it's um, a lot more responsible than alcohol. I feel like um, just because you know the the symptoms behind it. Like you're more intoxicated. You're more non-functional when you're drunk versus high. Yeah, um, I guess I could say that a lot of people with depression and anxiety actually use marijuana as a coping mechanism. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, because I've tried that a few times. It's it is not a bad solution. Like I know friends who do that constantly. Um, because they like, but that's the same thing as almost like a medication. Like you're more mellowed out, and that just doesn't seem like me. Honestly, that's that's the only reason I don't do it. Yeah, going back to feeling like that you're not actually yourself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Not 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 that like I'm saying it's a bad like. Uh, way to cope with it oh, depression like is doing that um i mean that's uh, if i the way i look at it if it helps you you should definitely do it i say if it helps as long as you're functional with it because you know like for me um well, i can't even say that because you can be a functional alcoholic and still yeah. be an alcoholic right that's true. but with <laughs> with marijuana i think like if you are using it to cope that's good as long as it's not you know taking over your life where it's like you just you have to be high to be functional right you know what i mean right but i mean that's each their own how are you dealing with everything now like how would you say you are right now mentally now um a lot better just because like i feel like i learned a lot more exercises like to help my mental state uh one of them is like i like to take week-long social media breaks like um yeah, it's hard harder to do that because I have a podcast and I'm trying to promote it all the time on Instagram and stuff like that. But like, I'll try to like on my personal page and uh, I'll try to stay off of uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all that stuff because that, that honestly takes a lot of my attention away from my mental state. So I'll try to do breaks like that. Same thing with the alcohol. Like I, I did that one month where I took a month off, which I might do again pretty soon. Not because I feel like I need it, just like it's a good exercise. Um, and just small steps throughout the whole day. Like one of the like stuff that makes you feel better it's just honestly just making your bed in the morning honestly making like that small accomplishment every morning i just feel like it gets your day started a lot better um obviously exercise is a big way to help and on i remember your episode about depression um we talked about the sun being a big helper um i would agree with that but i also think water drinking water throughout the whole day is just a big help as well you think water helped you yeah yeah it helps me like for the brain helps my brain honestly function better throughout the whole day that's that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I, I never thought about it that way, but yeah, that makes sense. Social media breaks, how often do you do them? I try to do at least once a month, uh, usually like the oh. first week. It gets harder when events come around like Christmas, Thanksgiving, because you want to be on your right. phone and like do all these cool things where you want to like document or even see what's going on like around the city. Because like, I live like 45 minutes away from Chicago and like Chicago always has something going on. So I'm always on social media checking out <laughs> what's going on over there. Um, mm-hmm. But that honestly is way harder than you would think. I, I think giving up alcohol was way easier than uh, giving up social media. Do you think social media is toxic? Um, yes and no at the same time. Yeah, it could be used for a lot of good, but um, it's more of a distraction for me, I feel like. Because like, looking at other people's TikToks or or Instagram pages, like, and honestly, I think that's where a lot of people's hate comes from. That's where like a lot of my hate came from. It was like, like jealousy, honestly. Like... Um, seeing other people live their lives when I'm just on my phone looking, doing nothing, you know? I, yeah, I totally understand that where you like see people like flex their like rich life. And you're exactly. Just like, I could never be that, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you do it like as like a discipline thing for yourself or do you do it more as like a, you know that it, this will be good for you? Uh, so it started out more like the second part, but I'm mostly, just to see if I could do it, honestly, just to see if I can go, how long I can go without my phone. Uh, so I tested myself for a week and I, I did it and I felt a lot better throughout the whole week because I started reading more too. I'm a big into like um, biographies, like um, I've read so many like actors and stuff like that, biographies and um, just reading alone helped my mental state a lot better because like I felt like I could think easier. I, could, I didn't have to, like that distraction to look at my pocket every few minutes. Um, so I was able to focus on what I was doing in front of me versus like thinking about what like my favorite tiktoker came out with okay and what books do you think helped you the most um hands down it's are you okay by katie morden 
who she is an actual therapist. Um, she this book is amazing. Honestly, this definitely helped me through everything. Um, she has stories in there from her real life um, patients. Was obviously she changes the name. She gets permission to put it in the book. Um, but that alone was made me what made me feel like that I wasn't alone because their stories, the way they're describing how they're feeling and moving. I was like, oh, I, I feel that exact same way. Like maybe I'm not alone. And it, it felt more comforting to me because um, like one of the biggest things I had, like when I was numb, I felt like I was just walking through water all the time. Like I was dragging my body and um, just know she acknowledges stuff like that. And not only that, she tells you how to find help um, and how often you should be getting help and stuff like that. She, it was very helpful, extremely helpful. Um, so, yeah, so yeah, big shout out to Katie Morton. Honestly, she was she was fantastic. Honestly, yeah, I might have to go check out that mm -hmm. book myself. <laughs> um, what would you say in your state, um, do you think mental health is, like, easily accessible? Or do you think it's hard? Like, finding help for it, or? Yeah, finding help. Like, um, if, if you are depressed, how easy is it to go get help right now? I feel like people think it's a lot harder than what it is. Honestly, if you just do, like, a quick Google search, you'll see, like, several options that are cheap and affordable. A lot of people's jobs now, like, um, I think my job, offers to pay for therapy if you really needed to so if you have like health insurance through your job like there's a good chance uh, your mental health is covered in that as well um it's just a matter of like taking the first step and actually looking for it and see what you can afford because it is affordable it is everywhere now like i said there's different options where you can go to a therapist you can do it over zoom you can do just emailing honestly if you need to so there's different ways to do it it's all over the place you could find it and um i think it's getting bigger every year that people are looking out for their mental state more I, d I agree with you. And it seems like the states kind of have it better there because I don't know if you heard in one of my recent podcasts um, how Canada healthcare works, but it's completely different. Um, we, we can do like a Google search, but like since, okay, so you know how in the states you don't have to, or you have to pay for healthcare unless you have health insurance and stuff. Right. Um, with Canada, we are put on wait lists. Um, so it, basically the argument is, is that if we both, me and you both needed surgery, let's say for our hips, let's say we bust our hips because you know, we're so old. <laughs> um, if, if you do that, um, for you, you could just go out of your way and, you know, pay the $15,000 or whatever it is for a replacement, right? Even right. though it is expensive, you could do it. For Canadians, we can't do that because we don't have private health care. We have public health care. So we get put on a wait list. And if me and you were both in Canada, I would be put on a wait list before you since you're older than me. So you oh, may wow. have to wait years. Like So that's why people say like older people, like let's say if you have grandparents or like mm -hmm. my grandparents, if they need a hip replacement, if you live in Canada, you're not getting it. You're not getting a hip replacement if you're like over 70 because, you know someone younger who needs a hip replacement needs it more. So how Canada works is we get put on these wait lists. So how our mental health works, or at least in Alberta, is you have to phone into Access Mental Health. That's the only way you can get help. And they basically, you'll do like a little questionnaire. And if you are not deemed depressed enough or mental healthy enough, you will get put on a wait list to see if you even maybe can get into therapy because wow. of how much... Um, like since it's like free you um you get put on this long wait list but if you want you can pay 150 dollars an hour to go talk to a therapist but um someone i know in my personal life uh his argument is that why would i spend that much to talk to a stranger who doesn't even know what i'm going through i i would disagree with that part they probably do don't they if it's their job they've heard it all mm -hmm. before um so i wouldn't say you're saying it to a like talking to somebody a stranger you don't know what you're going through because more than like a lot of therapists gone through it themselves as well and that's why they became of therapists is so they could help other people um but i can see what his point is too like um it, it is hard to talk to a stranger about this but sometimes it's easier too like because uh, you don't get that judgment than you would that you would probably get from a friend or something right and yeah you don't you don't get that bias either right. I, I agree with you 100 i just it's interesting how your mental health is like care is different than our health. Right. I would agree you know with right? that too. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess next question is, um, do you ever fall back into depressive episodes? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Like it's something like you, I, it's not going to be cured. Like it's just a one day you wake up and you're just extremely happy. Um, there are relapses like where I just don't feel like doing anything the whole day. Not just like the day, like it could be like a couple days long. Um, 
and it's nothing really that really triggers it. Like if I'm not doing, if I slack off my routine, like uh, like making my bed every day or or exercising, and I just get lazy, honestly, then you just feel more depressed, honestly. And then once you start in that slump, it's hard to get out of it. So if you just come up with a routine, a daily routine, and stick to it as much as you can, I think that's a big helper. Do you think um, that creating a routine is good, but I know that some people tend to create like unrealistic routines and then that can also make them feel depressed? Because you were saying that, you know, the first thing you do in the morning is make your bed. Mm-hmm. Was Is there ever an instance where like if you don't make your bed that morning that your whole day is like gone to crap kind of thing? No, I wouldn't like say that. it's like that dedicated to the routine. I like, know, I know. <laughs> if um, if I don't make my bed in the morning, it's not a big deal. But I do try to make something throughout that day happen, like where I'm, I feel more pro- uh, productive and satisfied to make up for that morning one. Yeah, and I I agree with that. I feel like people who are trying to like help with their depression, like just doing the little things. You know, they say, um, if you can do it, oh, what what's the quote? If you can do it in five minutes you can do it all or something like that. So what it says is like, if you think, because I know you say like making your bed, they say like, um, oh, making your bed so hard or getting out of bed is hard because people tend to, what's the word? Like, uh, how would I? So like, let's say washing the dishes, right? right? Uh, Washing the dishes is a huge task. Like I hate washing dishes. I would leave them for so long. So they say to do the first like thing. So like, if you say, washing this or making your bed the first thing to do you do is you need to stand up so like do it in little steps you know what i mean where instead of like people being like oh i have to make my bed um you can think of it as okay i'm gonna stand up and then once you're up you're gonna be like okay well i'm just gonna like you know fix the the blanket and then you do it in steps like that because i know a lot of people and especially like you as well um with with depression um you, everything feels overwhelming right yes yes so to like break it up like i like how you have that yeah you know you start your day making your bed that's great and then it gets you you know like ready for the day type thing but i'm just saying for other people if if you are struggling making your bed or struggling doing the dishes do like do five minutes of it that's what it is you do the first five minutes where it's like do the dishes for five minutes because once you start doing it you're gonna end up doing it right yeah and that's the same thing like um the gym working out at the gym too if you just get yourself there you're, you're probably going to stay there for like the next half hour doing exercises oh exactly and that's why they say that inconsistency or inconsistent consistency is the best so a lot of people um this is something i'm trying to do in my own life but with exercises and if anyone else is struggling with exercising um go every day but it doesn't not every day you you know take your breaks take rest days and stuff so let's say five days a week what they say is as long as you're there you've already done it you know exactly. what I mean? Like, if, if you're at the gym, you're not just going to, like, step in the gym and leave. Like, maybe you're going to, like, there's one day where you go all out and you do full body, you do cardio, <laughs> but then you do the next day and you only do, like, 20 minutes of walking. That's still great. And yeah. I hate how social media and stuff thinks that it's like, oh, no, you just wasted a day. You know what I mean? It's like, right. no. no. Yeah. So as long as you can just get yourself there, you're good. Like, Oh, 100% yeah, you'll, agree. you'll eventually fall into a routine. Um, do you have any advice for people out there um, who are struggling with mental health or anything uh, like that? Yeah, do not be afraid just to open up to somebody and seek help. Uh, a lot of people struggle with that. Like I said, it's taking a leap of faith on just opening up to a little bit. Uh, you're not alone. It's more common than you think. Um, so just don't feel like you, you have this pressure on you where you can't find help because it is out there. Um, even if it's not professional help, just open up to somebody and just get your story out there and just honestly, just getting it off your chest helps so much. Yeah. So you say you're the whole talk it out method. Yeah. That's the first step I would say, like just admitting you have depression or or realizing you have depression. Mm -hmm. It's really good. And if let's say, um, what if, uh, that people have, parents who aren't really supportive of mental health because you know i i think you understand where the older generation like i.e our parents might i don't know anything about your parents but i know (laughs) with mine they don't believe in mental health and so what would you say to i guess people who have you know have grown up thinking that mental health is like stupid and stuff yeah i i I do see that a lot so i mean i don't get that from my parents at all my parents like the most supportive people in the world um that's but awesome there are, there are people out there who are like that and um 
honestly, all that is is really just negative energy that you don't really need in your life. And it's hard, like, if it's coming from a parent, because, like, you know, that's that's your parents, you know, you listen to them all the time. But if it's, like, from a friend, I would suggest, like, maybe cutting that friend out, because, like, they're not here to for you to be the best you, basically. So why would you want that around? Um, but just being brave enough to, like, hey, I'm feeling weird. I should not be feeling this way. I don't want to feel this way anymore. Um, you should not stop trying to look for help then. Exactly. Um, I guess here's um, another hard question for you. Sure. Do you think, <laughs> do you think getting help, like what you're saying, cut them, out, cut friends out, cut people out who don't believe it. Do you think getting help for your mental health is selfish? Not at all. Never selfish. Not at all. Not That's at all. good. Because a lot of people get like no think the myth is is that it is selfish and it's not. No, it's honestly once you work on yourself and you find yourself more happy it's a ripple effect you know like your friends are going to be more happy when you're around and uh, it's just going to be a, like i said a ripple effect you're, you're throwing out that positive energy that can only do nothing but spread honestly do you believe in law of attraction if oh you yeah know that absolutely is? i i yeah me too so do you but here's my next question do you believe have you seen like tiktoks and stuff where it's like manifesting do you believe in manifestation or just law of attraction I don't, I I don't know. It's like more like a it's the kind of situation by situation kind of thing. Um, yeah. More. Love. I guess. Yeah. Oh, go on. Go on. Sorry. More like love than manif manifestation. Whatever you said. I can't. Yeah, say yeah. It. I get what you mean. Yeah. I guess what I was trying to argue is like you know people who think. Um, whether you think so or not, I'm not judging people who do this, um, who use like gemstones, like, you know, like if you have rose quartz, it brings love and attraction. Or if you have, I think it's moldavite, um, can make you like really negative energy and stuff. Like, do you believe in negative positive energies from stones or? I personally do not know. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> but I think this is like something you can agree with me or not. I think where that stems from is from law of attraction, where if you believe a stone can send you love and happiness, that you yourself are just conveying love and happiness. They're just trying to project on a stone. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that that's exactly what I was going to say. They're using the stone as like uh, this device where it's honestly something within them probably. So here's um, another question for you, because, you know, we say if you think love and positivity, love and positivity will come towards you. This is totally I don't believe this, but do you you know, when people are like, oh, you're depressed, well, just like just smile, just snap out of it. Do you how much to an extent do you think that like because I know when you're depressed and stuff, you fall into, you know, numbness, all this stuff. At what point do you think it's the person that has to like snap out of it? and be like oh dang i need help like do you get what i'm trying to say yeah Sorry, that probably is confusing. um if you're told just like to smile and just like and that's your attitude like just smile push through it um that's like bottling up your feelings and emotions pushing deep down where i mean it, that's more of a temporary solution where like one day that's just gonna come out of nowhere and then that's where i think where people unfortunately like uh, i don't want to say it on the pocket but like unalive themselves i think that's where that comes from like you push it down so far and it just needs an escape and then unfortunately it comes out in, in a negative way um right. versus where you just like be open with it you don't have to be a lot of people like who smile and are are very happy you think they're happy like are the mo ones who are most depressed probably i would say um versus the quiet kid over there who just wants to keep to themselves i completely agree i believe i, I even would argue that a lot of influencers well and they do say Co comedians are like the most depressed right. people in the world because they want to make other people happy but no i believe that like a lot of people and there is a lot of influencers coming out now that like these ha they have this perfect life but then they come out that like they're really depressed and they need to focus on their mental health and stuff so it definitely seems like a lot of people or i guess what i would say social media as a whole kind of seems like a what's the right word like a shield or like a cover like no one wants to talk about the bad things right you know what i mean they just want to show the good things and it's really interesting that like i it's crazy that you could go a week without your phone because i know <laughs> that's awesome and probably really good i could not do it i could not physically do it it's hard yeah I, it, it probably <laughs> is i mean would you agree that social media is an addiction um yeah i would say i'm addicted to social media and that's why i take breaks I mean, good job. I mean, I, I'm I'm addicted that I can't, like, be away from my phone. Like, I can be away from my phone, like, right now. But what I'm saying is, like, 
I guess I, growing up, had a really big case of FOMO, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, I can see that. You know what that is? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I guess with social media, it's like, I guess I use it as an escape because, like, you fall into realities that you wish you had, even though... Yeah, and I think it that's just another. Makes you sadder. <laughs> yeah, I think that's another reason why I like uh, my podcast so much is like it's about movies, and I, I'm like I go to the movie theaters like maybe once or twice a week, um, where oh, you're okay. forced not to be on your phone, you have to be there watching the movie. I think that's yeah. a good like mental break, and because you can enjoy it way better versus me watching a movie on Netflix because I'm I'll most likely be on my phone if I'm watching a movie at right. all. Right. Um, turning into your podcast when you're uh, when you're going to be reviewing Avatar, there's a lot of things, like we'll talk about it on yours, but there's mm -hmm. a lot of people saying that Avatar will be the movie that brings people back into the theaters. Do you agree with that? Um, or do you think there's a movie already that is bringing people into the theaters so like, again? The movie, I mean, that is hard. I want to say yes, movies are back because like, you know, well, Black Panther was just the other day. Um, yeah, a lot of people love. A lot of people love that. That was just, you also had like the new Batman earlier this year, like the new uh, Doctor Strange movie, movies like that, like Marvel and DC, like those movies are pretty much doing the move, like bringing back people back. But they're also like today <laughs> on my podcast, the one I just recorded with, they told me they haven't been in the uh, movie theater since like maybe like three, four years before the pandemic. Oh, that's crazy. So it's definitely more of a preference thing. I think what's hurting movie theaters the most though is just the convenience of watching movies at home, like. Hulu, Netflix, mm -hmm. HBO, and stuff like that. Uh, HBO especially, because, like, when you watch movies in theaters, more than likely, like, two months later, it's going to be on HBO. Well, exactly, and that's exactly what I said about the new Black Panther movies. I'm literally just waiting for it to come on a streaming website. Yeah, it's going to probably be on Disney+. Plus. I would say maybe, like, January, I would say. Just guessing. Well, yeah, and, again, we'll talk about more about that right. um, on your podcast. Um... Do you have any questions for me or anything? No, but I just like wanted to say like I'm a huge fan of what you're doing. Like like open conversations like depression and stuff like that and addiction. Um, no one really like you said likes to talk about it. But if, the more you hear people talking about it, the more you're going to be accepted about it. So I just like really appreciate what you're doing for everyone out there. Like making a podcast like this because it was really awesome and brave to like be like a comfort comfort for somebody out there listening because like someone might listen to this and realize oh i might have depression too like uh, how they're describing it and that might be like a wake-up call for them to um open up always and i always say that my dms are open so like if any of you wonderful people are watching this podcast and have had an epiphany that oh maybe i do have depression or something my dms are always open because i know a lot of people you say like a lot of people are scared to go to their friends and family, so why not go to a random stranger on the internet? I can't judge you because I don't know you, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think yeah. that's something, and that's something I want people to understand. Because, like I, like I said, my friend that I know in real life, like he hates um, therapists and stuff. My whole argument is that going to a therapist is great because why are they going to judge you? Because, exactly. Like you're literally a stranger to them, right? Exactly. They have no reason and, like, to hate you or not hate you or, right. or judge you. And I know a lot, like, I, growing up, struggled with a lot of judging. Like, I am a people pleaser. I don't like, what's the word? Like, I, I can't, it took me a really long time to find my own identity, if that makes sense. Because I always, you know, catered around other people to right. make them happy. And so, I guess, like, something I would want to say to the people watching is that, like, I, if you're going through that, that you think people are judging you, understand that people are probably judging themselves more then they're judging anyone else. That was that was, whole thing. that was pretty great advice. I would 100% mm -hmm. agree. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, that that's pretty much all the questions I have for you today. Yeah, pretty honest. much. All I really learned from this is like I, I feel like we're almost the same person because we agreed on almost every topic. <laughs> we agreed basically every single thing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is great. I mean, I feel like the. I mean, even if we were to disagree, I am a very open person. So it's mm -hmm. like if you agree with one thing i i will find ways to like i guess understand your side if that makes sense even I, if i personally yeah. disagree no like say like what if i just completely disagree with you would you try to like like almost persuade me to see what you see or or <laughs> i so like what's a topic we disagree about yeah. apple juice or orange juice uh i probably drink orange juice over apple juice See, I'm an apple juice over orange. So, really? <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I like both. <laughs> but basically, what I would probably do is I don't try and persuade, but I essentially, I like listening to your side. Like, why is orange juice 
superior, right? Mm-hmm. And then you'd give your points, and I'd be like, oh, that's awesome. Well, I think apple juice is superior, this, this, and this. And it's essentially you come to a middle ground where it's like, I get where you're coming from, yeah. but also I'm not going to shove apple juice down your throat just because I think it's better, if yeah. that makes sense. Oh, yeah, because like, I see it on my podcast all the time where I love a movie and someone, like today's episode, they just did not care for it as much as I did. And like you said, you can appreciate the other person's side. There's no right or wrong answers. No. Um, that, that, that's something I think in like all of life there is no right or wrong everyone is right to their own opinion exactly sorry what were you saying before that or did I just cut no you you're fine that, <laughs> I think that was it <laughs> I guess yeah, oh I yeah really, we didn't um, mention like because um, you can't really see me right now I'm wearing um, a Christmas sweater that you had me wear yes oh my gosh Christmas yeah I completely forgot to put that in the front of the podcast um, yeah so this um, po- podcast episode is airing a week before Christmas so I hope everyone who does celebrate Christmas or the holidays I hope you guys are having a wonderful time because yes um, he is wearing a wonderful Christmas jumper and I'm running <laughs> wearing a Christmas onesie because you know we got to get into the spirit somehow. exactly I'm so excited for Christmas yeah what are you doing for Christmas I'm well, obviously, just at the house with the family, and then uh, I like doing that friends, friends, misses as well. Friends, and oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, I'm going back home for Christmas. I'm in charge of uh, Christmas baking and the presents this year. It's the oh, first wow. year where all the responsibility got put on me. So nice, nice. Pretty stressed out, but my my grandparents are absolutely lovers for Christmas. Like, think of um at their peak, they had thirteen blue totes full of christmas items oh wow it's crazy yeah we go all out it's crazy um but no i'm really excited what is your favorite christmas food like what are you most excited christmas food Uh, i'm a big sweets guy i think i make um every year i make cookies like for people i don't give presents to because i gotta feel bad (laughs) so i'll I'll make uh, a lot of cookies like a peanut butter peanut butter cookies with the hershey kiss in the middle (gasps) that sounds amazing Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh i'm uh i made uh what is it like you know the pretzels rollo and the m&m right. on top yeah 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 so that, that's awesome i hope everyone has a great christmas but thank you for dressing up today yeah for, absolutely I appreciate it um but with that i think that's all i don't have anything else to say unless you do no i was excited to be on it was a fun conversation um yeah I, it was a great podcast i like i like i said i'm a fan of yours on your Thank you. your podcast your tiktok and your instagram and not really into twitch but like i see you do live all the time so those are pretty fun still no i i agree social media to actual live streaming is like two different enjoyments right yeah, yes uh, <laughs> it's hard to watch a live stream but with that um it was really awesome for you to be on the podcast today if you want to go check out robert's podcast he does a bunch of movie reviews as he said it um it is called this seat's taken you can find them at on apple spotify everywhere you can find me and i will make sure that it is linked below this so that you can go check him out but if you guys enjoyed this podcast feel free to like subscribe comment rate it wherever you're watching um do whatever you want because so uh, unlike um that unlike this he's taken numbers make me happy so <laughs> i like when people do a like or a subscribe i would really appreciate it and thank you so much robert for coming on to this podcast i think we had a really great conversation yeah i'm excited to be on thank you so much for having me yes and if you like um to hear more of him and more of me go check out his recent um podcast episode that involves avatar so, yes um with that being said um The next episode on this podcast is going to be about multiple personality disorder and dissociative identity disorder. So if you guys want to hear a little bit about that, feel free to um, listen to the next episode. But I'll see you guys next week. I hope you have a great day. Robert, take it away. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank Uh, you. Yes. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, no problem.